We know right now that more than 100 Australian Army personnel have arrived in the Gapawiak community for the Army Aboriginal Community Assistance Program, where they're going to be living for a period of time to develop and deliver services. Now, joining me on the line to tell us a little bit more about this is Major Donald uh, Robinson. He joins me on the line right now. Good morning to you. Hello, Katie, and good morning to you and your listeners. Now, when did you guys arrive in uh, in Gapawiak? Katie, we arrived in Gapawiak in late May and started setting up our camp just outside the community from that time. Well, so been there for a little while. Um, how have things been going since you arrived in Gapawiak? Things have been going very well. Uh, we took a couple of weeks to set up the camp that we deployed with. It's a temporary camp in a... A clear, an existing clearing just outside the community. We've set that up and it's our temporary home away from home and we have started delivering our program in the community across health, uh, vocational skills and, of course, a few construction items that we're building. All going very well. Yeah, and so what exactly, you know, I, I, I guess I've heard a little bit about the Army Aboriginal Community Assistance Program, but what exactly is it? So the ACAP program is a joint commitment between Army and the National Indigenous Australians Agency aimed at improving instructor health and vocational skills and remote First Nation communities as part of their Closing the Gap initiative. And how long has it been running for? This is the 25th year of the program. It was wow. uh, delayed in 2020. Uh, because of the pan- pandemic that was d- delayed to 2021. But this is, yes, uh, the 25th year uh, of, the, of the program. Goodness me, 25 years. Um, I'm assuming that there's been other communities uh, well, over that 25 years. There would have been a lot of other communities, I guess, that uh, you know that you would have been involved in. Yes, that's right. The, the program's delivered yearly uh, through uh, to remote First Nations communities. Mm. It generally rotates through the states. Um, uh, so yeah, m- most states and territories have now benefited from the program in some way and this year it was uh, the Northern Territory, so here we are. Now tell us a little bit more, obviously uh, in Gapawiak, tell us a bit more about some of that work that is happening and, and how the community is involved as well. So there's, there's three parts of it, health, uh, vocational skills and uh, of course uh, the infrastructure uh, two big infrastructure items were building an independent uh, youth centre mm-hmm. uh, to, to bolster the community engagement and youth activities in the community. We're also doing an upgrade to the barge access road. The community gets all of its supplies from a barge that comes in from Darwin, so we're upgrading that road between the community and that barge landing site. We've got our, our army medical personnel, doctors, dentists, veterinarians who are delivering programs uh, along those lines in support of the existing programs in the community. Yep. And we also have a training team of uh, specialist personnel who are delivering a range of programs from construction skills up to videography and photography and things like that. And Donald, how do you work out sort of, um, you know, what what work is required in the community and and sort of consulting with those community members about what you're going to, to get underway when you're there? The... The NIAA and the Army form what's called the Steering Committee. They uh, run a comprehensive consultation process with the community, their elders and their representing organisations. Yep. The engagement with Gapamia commenced in late 2019 uh, and you know, with a, 
shared decision-making process with them. We formalise uh, an agreement on, on what the benefit, uh, what the community benefits and, and, and needs, and then we set out to deliver that. And do local community members get involved in some of that work too? Uh, absolutely, with the, the training and health parts of it. Yep. Uh, but un- underpinning all of those lines of effort is our community engagement. Uh, so we are out and about in the community every day. For example, we have a, a number of uh, soldiers with us who are keen AFL players, so we train and participate in their local comp. And we also have uh, every week a, a morning a morning tea where the community and the elders uh, come along for the morning tea and have an opportunity to ask us questions and uh, raise any concerns they might have. That's great to hear. Uh, do you ever see, like in you know, in some of those communities that you've been to over the years, do you ever see some of the younger members of the community? Does it sort of spark any interest for any of them in terms of potentially, um, you know, joining the army? Absolutely. The Arnhem Squadron, which is part of North Force, uh, has a presence in the community. But in addition to that, we get we do get a lot of questions from. Uh, the younger members of the community who are very uh, keen and interested in the Australian Army and service in the Australian Defence Force. And, yeah, we we share that information and, of course, encourage people to to check out what opportunities are available to them. It sounds like a a really good program and, as you said, been running for 25 years. Um, There would have been some tremendous work, I'm sure, within the communities over that period of time. Um, Major Donald Robinson, we really appreciate you having a chat with us this morning. Thank you very much for having us and thank you to you and your listeners for the support of the Australian Army in the Northern Territory. Anytime. Thank you.